Okay. Uh, make sure you're getting picked up on the mic, Greg. Because it ain't picking up any of your ice cream meat, and I'll tell you that much right goddamn now. Oh, picked up that chair squeak. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Am I on? I'm on. We figured it out. All right. We got two, two mics, one laptop. Wow. Uh, what, what were we just talking about? Me and Greg were doing some great non sequitur, totally unrecorded. Should have started with that. Yeah. It was down at Joe Rogan Rabbit Hole last night. You ever done that correct um more on the mma side i think okay yes yeah. yeah i i have not listened to a lot of joe rogan but i <clears throat> i need to the problem with um podcasts that i really like and enjoy i want to listen to while i'm working on the sono system overhead and because i don't like earphones that just drives me crazy and um you know it's not something that's really for the public to hear a lot of times yeah. so so I don't get as you know as many podcasts in as I used to when I was driving around selling meat. So, yeah. Uh, well, that was that was a well. You know, I, I not think, really an I think to your the question. Den- I, no, 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 no. It's it's a great segue. <laughs> I think uh, the denizens of Broad Ripple coming in for a cold brew coffee Monday through Saturday, six thirty to three p.m. at Studio C. Uh, I think they'd love some joe rogan man he's a really cool dude that joe rogan they love this guy <laughs> yeah uh anyway i was just down a rabbit hole last night of him talking to some uh obscure esoteric british archaeologist graham hancock i mean i swear to god that was his name but it, it feels like something i would just make up on the fly for an english yeah. archaeologist graham hancock and they were just going on and on about the uh the lack of any knowledge we have over the first peoples that inhabited and civilized like North and South America. And, uh, I find it super fascinating. Anyway, uh, Graham Hancock specifically starts telling a story about something. He went to go dig up in Siberia. And, uh, if you don't listen to Joe Rogan podcasts, they're all like brutally stoned. They're super, super high the entire time. Um, he's talking about the vastness and expanse of Siberia um, how huge it is, uh, bigger in size than the continental United States. Joe Rogan interjects him. Wow. How did you get across it? As if he was going to cross it by like camel or yak, like by a car. And he says that we took a car and then Joe Rogan just lets out like a super, uh, blown away, exacerbated, uh, just, wow. (laughs) And, and then they just immediately went into whatever ziggurat or or a henge he was talking about he was digging up. But I was just like, what? What just happened there? Yeah, that was a deep hole you were in. Yeah. Wow. I just went into it as well. I think I fell in. You fell into this henge, baby. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I just, I got back from a, a wine tasting. Yeah. Uh, how, how did that go? It was great. It was, I mean, really, it was a really good wine tasting. It was... Uh, it was a bunch of really beautiful burgundy stuff from uh, from Skernick Wines, which is new in uh, Indiana right now. Took over Vintner Select. And it was all just a bunch of beautiful uh, uh, burgundies. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to read my wine notes right now, Greg? Um, can I? I'll I have really listen, good. I'll listen to them. I have really good handwriting. What if I okay. listen to them? All right. Okay. 
I'll um, go down this rabbit hole now. All right. Um, the so I'm known for pretty, I guess, unique wine notes. Um, I don't know. Wine notes to me, I'm always just thinking about food I want to eat with it and also how I can describe and uh, converse with someone sitting down at a table about what they might enjoy about this wine. Um, but okay, anyway. Doyard Cuvée Van du Mer Blanc de Blanc Premier Cru Brut, non-vintage. Uh, 100% Chardonnay, 45-year-old vines, primarily from Vertu. Vertu, 100% Premier Cru Chard. Pure, dense, chopped talcum spritz, slightly sweet, light, bright, effervescent. Yeasty, buttery, pan perdu. Slight apple, pear, stone, earth. Initial taste affirms all aromatics. Long and strong all the way through. Oh, okay. Wow. You should write for a big oversized table magazine, coffee table magazine, in the wine notes. Because I know that's one of your favorite things. Shut up, Greg. (laughs) Isn't it? You love love, um, verbose... uh, yeah. Overly flowery. Well, yeah. I, or or just the stock ones I think you love, too. Just the stock. I mean, I, the, I, I love a good, concise, 140-character-less little wine fart out there to be yeah. able to sell to the masses. It sounds great. But this is – I got to start with the first one because then you will see the devolution of my wine notes throughout these. Okay, we're going to go next. Doyard, Claude de la B, Blanc de Blanc, Premier Cru Brut, 2013. Um, okay, this one I'm not wasting any time. Milk, cream, cheese, cave-aged, mild, lemon, fin, because finish, because it was like quick. It was nowhere near as complex, as pretty as the first doyard. Uh, and then what else do I have written on this page? Um, <laughs> there's only so much you can do with Mexican, is a statement. And then I go, Really? Do whatever you want, and we can come back to that. Um, okay, we're going to go on. Bachelet Monod, Desis Le Marange, uh, Burgundy Blanc 2017, sold out. It was sold out, so this wine isn't for sale, but we tasted it today. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It was just like a little bonus wine then? You, I don't know. Uh, well, what if you really, really loved it? Well, well you know what? what if, you, if you really, really loved it, you know, you were just in a tizzy by the fact that you couldn't purchase it today. Let me tell you that, because there was a few wines today that they didn't have in stock. Well, that then so um, if you get in a tizzy over it, then is what what's the likelihood that you're gonna buy other wine? You know, if you're kind of in a tizzy, I don't know. Seems I, you know what I th- I think you might be more susceptible to buying more wine if you're in a tizzy because you're so emotionally fragile at that point. Mm. Yeah, someone could really sweep in, sweep or swoop. Someone could really sweep in and swoop you, wow. and uh, sweep you off your feet. Swip, swap, sweep. See, I just shut down. You just shut down, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, if I don't get my way. That's I mean I'm shutting down. I mean that's why the people on the coast have such a bad impression of us Midwesterners. We just shut down. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Tasting notes. 
hay and baking spice, cardamom, banana, rum, marshmallow, pawpaw, uh, leather puppy, uh, leather creamy, puppy. yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Creamy vanilla, Blanche, Golden Girl, Silky Smooth, Long White Lace Gloves. Okay, so now it's starting. Now it's happening. Uh-oh. Now Nick's wine notes are really coming forward here. Leather Puppy. We'll start with Leather Puppy. What did I mean by Leather Puppy? Great question. Uh, okay, so like, you know like how, how uh, just like a newborn baby smell there is? You know, yeah. one, one could say about puppies and kittens. You know, that silky, that little top of their, like, where their fontanelle forms, this little, like, mm, silky, but also, like, could be, like, corn chips and, and. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dirty socks. And dirty socks, yeah. I don't know. Did you ever get corn chips on dirty socks? I mean, I've certainly eaten corn chips in bed and just wound up with them next to me (laughs) on my sheet or pillowcase, but maybe not my socks. Uh, and then Creamy Vanilla Blanche, Golden Girls. Which one was Blanche from the Golden Girls? She was the sassy one, I believe. Was she the sexy Southern Belle? Yeah, that I was a, so, yeah. yeah. That was a slut? Um, and I would be, too. I mean, Long White Lace Gloves, Day at the Derby. I mean, this is just a solid, affordable, quaffable ah. Burgundy Blanc. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Uh... Chassonet Montrachet, 2017, uh, Bachelet Monod, Warm Butter, I Want Crab, Drawn Butter, None of This Ghee Shit, Dill and Tarragon, So Light and So Right, Boom Baby, Big Round, Yet Juicy and Lifting, (laughs) Nectarine, White Peach, Red Haven, Pecan Oil, Lime Juice and Tuna. So like at the end there, then I was talking about specific things I'm really excited about that you've made here at studio c yeah do you remember doing stuff with pecan oil and lime juice yeah you know what and i do now just okay. this moment okay and that's why i've got this look on my face because i was trying to remember because i've got two looks in. on your face are great for podcasts yeah i know so but maybe you can hear it in my voice too um because i'm excited he's excited um <clears throat> but uh, i was trying to remember what the flavor was that we were doing with tuna that we liked and it's the pecan and the yeah. lime that's what it was super so. great yes 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 so one step closer to lunch tomorrow which we will be serving um but you won't have heard this by then so <laughs> it doesn't matter i've also thought about like what should we talk about as if to engage with somebody the day they think they're gonna listen to this you know yeah. like we should be like oh man it's so great trump's not president anymore isn't it <laughs> Because this has come out months in advance. Um, I really liked Yet Juicy and Lifting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a a creep. Uh, Okay. Uh, Now we went to the Monod Poulini Montrachet 2017. Warm sourdough sourdough buckshot. That's, (laughs) That's one thing. A sourdough buckshot. Boy. Yeah, I don't know. What is a sourdough buckshot? Just is that a sexual <laughs> euphemism? <laughs> is it, it sounds like a recipe on our wall. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah. To Greg and wall. Susan, Grandma's sourdough buckshot. <laughs> Use one whole can condensed milk. 
Um, okay, then, then I went on to say sheep cheese, but like a mild camembert, almonds, still good creamy curd, lemon, aloe, pineapple, great, <laughs> great lean watery finish, plus electrolytes. I was just kidding there with the electrolytes. Uh, but yeah, in all these like lists of just like this, this Faulkner-esque stream of consciousness vomit I'm throwing at you. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, these are just like things I'm picking up through my nose. Uh, when I go to when I go to taste, actually, when I go to drink uh, on my palate, I usually just reaffirm all these things because it's all in the schnoz. It's all in the nose. You gotta have a good nose. No, I agree. Same with cooking, you know, and eating. You know, if yeah. you can't smell, I mean, everybody's had a really bad cold. It's just it's no yeah. fun to eat. You gotta know you gotta know your nose and how to work with it. Uh, I went on to a Burgundy uh, Burgundy Rouge 2017 short sharp short sharp shove tart tomato juice. I said uh, it was really nice and light and lean and clean and really delicious, but you know, all in all, one dimensional. So I didn't have a whole lot to say there. Uh, then I went to uh, Premier Cru Rouge La Fusière. 40-year-old vines, uh, highest elevation vineyard in the Moranges. I wasn't really quite familiar with that village. Uh, 15% whole cluster, really beautiful color, I remembered that. A really great balance between like garnet, maybe more coppery, crimson, and then a plummy bluey uh, hue. Uh, damp, cool, castle keep. Uh, 12th to 13th century. Crusades are pretty much over by this point, but everybody still wears chain mail. Uh, maybe some like olive tepanade. Some what? Crotchless chain mail. You know what? I, I mean, I think, I feel like when it came to like the the pants with chain mail, what was it called? A halberk? I don't know, dude. I feel like the crotch was always out on chainmail. You just have that's like true, yeah. you just have like a chainmail apron over <laughs> that's right. your junk. Yeah, yeah, that'd be hard to. That'd be great. You did, if you you Greg, had to have le- links, you know you, how many links you got in your. <laughs> uh, Greg, I've heard this. Do, do you have a suit of armor in your house? I do have a suit of armor in my house. Well, how okay. did you know that? Oh, somebody at the wine tasting today might have told oh, me about okay. that. Um, yeah. What kind of suit of armor do you have uh, at your it's house? Just, it's it's like a statue. It's not something that you could oh, wear oh, or okay. put on, or you know, really get into it. It was a um, it was a, something I drove by for like a month, and I just it was haunting me <laughs> nice. every time. So I finally just went and got it. You know, and this was in a time when we I didn't have two hundred dollars for shit like that, but um, I did it. And so now it's it's just part of the family. I mean it. It gets decorated for holidays. Does know. it have a name like Sir Lancelot Thor. or something? It's Thor. Thor. Yeah. Okay. Real original. How but, uh, like what? What are the dimensions like? Uh, it's full grown man. Six two. It's probably. I mean, because it has this like feathery kind of thing. A plume. Uh, yeah, plume. Yes. Um, and uh, that's probably about seven. Really? Seven and a half feet. God yeah, damn. it's really high. Wow. 
I mean, it's real, and it's super light. I mean, you can move it because it's made of, uh, I think it's made of recycled aluminum cans. It's, like, from Mexico, you know, like the hills of Mexico okay. or something. That's what they told me. Was this, was this just, like, hanging outside, like, a flea market yeah, or antique store? Yeah, right here at 46th and uh, College, where oh. uh, it's getting re, redeveloped oh, right now. What was now. the name of that it place? Was, uh, Blooming Deals. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was bright green and... So, yeah, cool. I bought it there. But this was uh, right when we got back from uh, San Francisco with Juliet. She was one. So this was like 2000, maybe 2001 um, that I got that. So it's been a while. Okay. And it's like a solid piece. It's like a yeah, solid statue one, piece. One right piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Where was I going to go with that? This is great. Like, so Blooming Deals is gone now, but... And, and I know you love to, like, go to, like, thrift stores and, like, Goodwills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you uh, like, in Castleton, like, the amount of, like, jerked over Pier 1 import stores that oh, are all over the place? Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. There's you know. one in particular I bought a mattress from, and it's called, like, Christ, Urban urban look you know i mean they all uh-huh. have names like yeah. that whatever yeah like i bought one. i bought like a mattress like a serta bellagio mattress <laughs> probably <laughs> like the nicest most money i ever spent on a mattress yeah but that was like five years ago so i gotta buy a new one for sure but but like they got like giant elvises and bronze oh, and like nice i love that kind of yeah, stuff. yeah you know and like they have like fake like living rooms set up where like your glass Glitz table is covered in like fake plastic spilled wine cups. That <laughs> That's how buy. they adorn all this stuff oh, I mean, and display ev- it. Everything is oh like the gosh. gaudiest, most insane. Oh, this is awesome. I got to go. Yeah, you got to. That could just be a, a Sunday That's afternoon. That's a Sunday trip, dude. Yeah, for sure. On a motorcycle. Like across in Castleton, like by the Buffalo Wild Wings and the, uh, the, the, the MCL cafeteria mm-hmm. and across the street from Kittle's furniture, or whatever. There's just all these furniture stores that are yes. just like nuts. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's over there by the big and big and tall. The yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Big guy store. Because I I was going there. Um. But uh, yeah, I this I need to do that. I need to definitely do that. Because that. That sounds right up my alley. <laughs> I think I think uh, Studio C needs a piece. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a, a good solid piece. You know, we've got the emerald photograph, and we've got the gong. Yeah. But I think we need something a little more <laughs> substantial. Let's let's just brainstorm something right now. I want I want an all rhinestone <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, that would be sweet. That's only three feet tall. <laughs> Is he? Is it action? Is he like coming he, up on his toes, tap dancing? Oh or? yeah, oh yeah, baby. He's just—he's <laughs> ready to go. Yes, um, he's good. yeah. It's like modeled after him, like Studio Fifty Four years. So he's like older, but he's still like super fit. He can dance and sing yeah. and all that stuff. Um, how anyway, did, how did he pass away? Was it? Cancer? I don't know. I would imagine. Didn't I? I would just guess cancer. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I either. don't remember the year or time that he passed. I yeah, I don't either. I mean, I kind of remember it, but I don't even. I you know what? I don't know where even Sammy Davis Jr. was from. Let's look him up. Okay, you look it up. I'm going to go on to the next tasting yes. note. Okay, uh, this is the best podcast we've ever recorded, by the way. Uh, Pierre Girardin, Chassonet Montrachet Premier Cru, Abidem 
Margiot, 2017. This is a beautiful clear wine. Super perfumed and sleek. Mellow honey melon. Pow. Oysters and sushi slash mackerel, I wrote. Uh, specifically the color of this wine, I remember. Super clean, not bright straw yellow. I mean, just gorgeous, cool, um, really, really tasty. Uh, oh, actually, I skipped one. I tasted this one after a Polini Montrachet, Le Folatier, um, whose notes are far more interesting. Okay, so this guy, Pierre Girardin, his father's name was Vincent, I believe. So he had been making wine up until this point. This Pierre kid, he's 21 years old, apparently. And he's making, you know, Poulini, Montrachet, and Premier Cru, Chassonet. Anyway, in the rundown profile of this guy, uh, <laughs> the guy from Skernik today gave me a great note. He, he asked his father, why are your wines so oaky? So I wrote down, Papa. Make sure you get laughs. When I make you laugh, make sure you get them on the microphone. I wrote down, Papa, why are your wines so oaky? And uh, also, I have, I have beautiful handwriting. If none of you know this already, I handwrite your menus here at Studio C. So everybody at these tastings can always see what I'm writing down all the time. So it's great. Um, lemongrass, bamboo, butter, chestnut, cucumber, avocado. I think I've used those for something previously. Uh, very interesting. I do not like how young this guy is, I wrote. I don't want to support a 20-year-old winemaker because <laughs> I'm bitter and I, and, I'm, and I got a lot of problems. And uh, also, great story, this kid got in a fight with the mayor and the mayor declassified the plot of wine this wine is made from so it can't be Premier Cru. And I, I think that's very telling, folks. I yeah. think, you know, I mean... I don't know. I'd like to hear both sides of the story on what their disagreement was about. There. Papa couldn't make it right. Papa. <laughs> Papa. Uh, Greg, do you remember the... more into a bird. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> Greg, do you remember this, like, commercial from, like, the late 80s, early 90s? And it was, like, a... It was, like, a way to teach kids how to speak French. And it was, like, a British program. And they were, like, sold in big laser discs. And it was a cartoon. With no, a big okay. What years? Late eighties, early nineties. Late eighties, early nineties. Okay. I want to say, and the name of the monster was like Buzzy. Yeah. Buzzy, yeah, and the commercial always started with all these kids like sitting in a creepy THX eleven thirty eight like all white room. You know, you're like, <laughs> what is this? What hell are they in? And wow. they're like talking to each other in France, and then this like this uh, British woman pops out of nowhere and she just starts talking to the camera, and her great line is, "You know." These children aren't French. And then she goes into it and like, they've listened to Buzzy. <laughs> so was this Canadian probably? I mean, it probably got through to us from Canada, yeah. yeah. But it was probably, all, it seemed to me like super British. Because, you know, like the UK, they do try and learn as much French as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. They got the channel. They want to grow champagne in Britain now. You know, they want to be fr Francophiles. Right. No matter how ultra-right nationalists they are now, you know. But, uh, but yeah. No, these British, these British children are British. Okay, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, update. So Let's go. I was going to say, 
this cat, man, he was <laughs> oh, the real great. deal. Yeah. No, he was from Harlem. I mean. Duh, come on, you know, of course. Cat dancing for pennies, probably. That's that's pretty cool. So he was uh, born in 1925, died in 1990 at the age of 84. No, yeah. 64. Yeah, baby, I'm 64. dead. 64. I'm six feet under. Mm. Oh, he was young. Really? That's pretty young, 64. I would have guessed he was older than that. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what he did, or that's where he was from, and how old? Was he Jewish, right? Um, Wasn't that a big thing I think there him? was, yeah. That, I feel that like was he always, always wore, like, a Star at David around his neck or something? Yeah. Um, anyway, that was a great... Sammy Davis Jr. impression, by the way. Oh, I yeah, can't right. do it. No, no, I'm not was being it? facetious. I liked it. Probably uh, if I tried to do it again. You know, I could tell who it was. I feel like if I tried to do a Sammy Davis, it would sound like a, it would sound like Grouch, Groucho Marx. Okay. Because I feel like they both have this, like, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see? Yeah, kind of a thing to it. Yep. Um, you, when you were doing your British guy, you, right there when you were, Oh, we'll see, already I failed. Story. It was supposed to be a British lady. Or no, I mean the British. <laughs> no. No. Um, I think it was another impression, but it was... Were you doing a British guy, though? Because it looked like Mike Myers. Or it started sounding like Mike, uh, Mike okay. Myers. Yeah. That's where I thought you were going with it, so... Man, Mike Myers did so many impressions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was He was great. He was know? great. I wonder what happened. I mean... Yeah, I mean, is he like producing now and stuff like that, or you know, some sometimes they just he are could. still working. I mean, but, he could know, probably. I mean, right? He should be doing whatever the hell he wants to yeah. do. You know, I don't feel like he's got to work hard for anything anymore. Uh, that's still one of my favorite Saturday Night Live bits when he was chained to that like jungle gym. And he's oh, got when a he was hockey that little home, and he's a little kid, kid with like a hyper dis- hyperactive disorder or something. Yeah. And, and they show him running, and he's dragging the. That's just. I. Uh, that just struck me funny. It's I remember those like SNL reruns on Comedy Central, and and that specific sketch. I just remember. I think it was a Nicole Kidman hosting. So she just played this little girl, that like wanted to just go on the swings next to him, but he's like stuck at the swings. He can't do anything, and like wasn't his line. He always goes like, "You're the devil." <laughs> Because, like, she wants to go play with them and he can't go anywhere or anything. I don't know. Yeah. It's great. It's back when catchphrases were... There aren't really catchphrases anymore, are Not there? Not really. I mean, you know, because... What, what There's hashtags. It? Yeah, that's true. I guess it isn't uh, the same thing. But, yeah, I guess every all the all the information is disseminated through that now, not through television and... Um, so overall, it was a good wine tasting. It was a good wine tasting. Good. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. This this Skernik thing that's coming into the Midwest is a big deal. They they just have so much fabulous stuff, and it's not incredibly uh, astronomically priced. It's very reasonable. It's really delicious, and they have a lot of great. Um, importers, distributors, and uh, just vignerons and winemakers. And they also have an awesome liquor portfolio. Uh, so it's really exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's good for us. Yeah, you know, I'm great. glad that you're getting out there and 
and finding some values and some you know because that's because we do uh sell wine here you know to the public uh, sure. you know as retail we so. sure do you can always like pop in and grab a super uh affordable fast bottle of wine right in the cooler right up front it's ready and cold ready for you to go we also have a lot of really great um reds right now two beaujolais of note jean foyard village um super delicious mineral driven uh bright like red plum nothing too inky or heavy and then we have a chateau civin reverdin uh, which sees just a little bit of oak um, so if you wanted a, a bigger boulder uh light red um, this will do the trick great like surf and turf uh super parable super fruit forward uh french red um and segueing with that into just what's happening here in october hope you like wine <laughs> yeah because it is wine dinner luncheon month for sure yeah we're gonna be busy yeah um, and you know that's great because uh, i want i want this place to be used you know or when i opened it i wanted it to be used for for all different things you know because if i if i just become sort of a one-trick pony you know then i might as well have just opened a restaurant so <coughs> so yeah I'm, I'm glad that you know we've got a little a little run of them and that just seems to be the way it is you know mm -hmm. they come in twos and threes and um you know it's kind of seasonal everybody's trying to get their their best stuff out there and sold for the holidays and so uh, i'm glad that we're a part of it uh just so you guys know when me and greg record these we never look each other in the eyes it's just always straight down at our feet Back to back, even really, we're not looking at. I mean, we're not even facing the same direction. Eventually, either. with the technology, we'll just figure out how to do it. From I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it from home in the bathroom. I won't go into detail what I'm doing in the bathroom, but you know, I'll be taking care of business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that can mean a lot of things. So, uh, lunch this week. Um, yeah, and and you know, lunch is is something that we're probably going to start doing a little bit more of if if we have a little bit of a slow week um you know uh private dinner wise um you know we can throw a, together a couple lunches back to back and that that kind of helps just with the prep and everything but um so just you have to follow us uh on instagram and and get on our our email list um and uh, that's how you follow along and know when we're doing lunch so um what is that uh, website? Uh, www.culinarystudio.com. Can I just say that one time as Jesse the Body Ventura? Absolutely. Okay. www.culinarystudio.com uh, is how Jesse the Body Ventura would tell you what our website the governor. is. The governor. The governor. Uh, the governor maybe our future president <laughs> inshallah god face. willing i mean yeah i mean he's got a good thing going in his baja bunker <laughs> down there <laughs> uh dude is a trip he's the best um yeah. all right great podcast yes this was uh <laughs> it was the wine edition i loved it that's yeah. uh that's uh, one of the main components of of uh studio c so i'm glad uh that's where this thing went because we had no idea yeah as uh, usual, it's kind of like the menus. <laughs> What's on the menu? I don't know. Uh, but you'll find out, yeah. and we'll tell you, and uh, you'll have a great time. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. Bye.